We missed a week last week due to illness, due to, you know, a busy schedule, super busy schedule. We have no guest for you this week, but we do have a returning guest, a returning host, a co-host just for this show. We have the Mill Dog. It is a great episode. It is section 312. We talk everything about the NFL season, maybe some college football if we get into it, some upcoming events that may happen. And yes, that is a fire alarm in the background. We will get into that in a little bit. But before we do that, this episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by Bricks and Ivy Sports. Bricks and Ivy Sports is a must-stop for all sports collectors. Find unique autographed memorabilia, licensed sports gifts, and many, many more items at Bricks and Ivy Sports. They also carry sports cards, and they also trade, buy, and sell with the customers. Go check them out at BricksandIvySports.com. Currently, they do meet-and-greet signing events, and they have Carl Edwards Jr., the newly acquired San Diego Padre, coming up on Saturday, October 5th with VIP signings starting at noon and the regular ticket signings starting from 1230 to 130. Also, they have Hall of Famer, soon to be Hall of Famer, all-time kickoff punt returning leader Devin Hester will be in the building Sunday, October 13th at 1 p.m. Go get your tickets if you want to go meet and greet with the legendary bear himself, Devin Hester, the only man to return an opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. You don't want to miss that out. I'm going to be down there to try and get an interview with him for you guys on the show. BricksandIvySports.com. Go check them out. It's been a long time coming. It's been over a week since we've recorded. The the NFL season has come, and it's in full effect. There's so many stories we have to get into. But I mentioned earlier the fire alarm. What the fuck is up with that, man? (laughs) First off, it's great to be back. It is fantastic to be sitting in Section 312 riding shotgun. It feels like old times. Been been really busy, so it's a shame. And I guess we never really uh, properly addressed the... uh, my disappearance. I don't know if you did, but maybe we'll, uh, maybe we can get to that. But yeah, so the fire alarm. So uh, peeling back the curtain a little bit into section three and two at my old apartment, I've since moved the fire alarm. Uh, I was actually just too genuinely too lazy to change the battery on the fire alarm. I moved to a new place thinking that, you know, that's not an existing problem because those things last for forever. And I immediately walked into an apartment where my room also had a fire alarm that constantly chirps as such. So we're just we're going to deal with it. We're going to we're going to do our best to ignore it. I know uh, it sticks in Quentin's head a little bit more than mine at this point. Yeah, it's it's awesome, though. I love it. It adds character to the podcast. So I I just want to know, you know, I I didn't really address it with all of our fans. You can go ahead and address it. What what happened, you know, because I know you would love to be on the show as much as you can. But work schedule and time management, it's just a lot. And, you know, I get that. Yeah, man, I'm, you know, out doing personal life things. And, you know, the podcast was a great escape from that. And it still is. And that's why I'm excited to be here. Uh, Watched a ton of football this weekend. So I was psyched when you uh, mentioned to me that uh, we might try to do a little get together uh, reunion. Yeah, man, it just kind of, you know, things got really busy. And, uh, you know, got to take care of some things in the personal life first and put, uh, you know, priority on top of that. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, some things have to get pushed to the side. So uh, unfortunately, that was um, my captain's chair or co-captain's chair 
in uh, section three one two. So it's a real shame. Love doing it. Uh, anyone that's out there listening that misses me, I miss you too. I miss you with all my heart. But uh, hopefully we can uh, stir up a little bit of that magic again. You know, maybe maybe uh, uh, spice things up a little bit. So let's like that's enough sentimental shit. Let's get to it. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna spice some uh, some things up, but not as much as Antonio Brown. Okay, we gotta jump right into it. The news Girl. just broke about an hour ago. Girl. Antonio Brown is being accused of sexual assault and rape from his former trainer back dating to 2017, 2018. Um, are we shocked? I mean, I'm shocked by the scandal, yes, but at the same time, do you think? Mike Mayock and John uh, John Gruden are you know happy that they got rid of him. Man, I texted you this dude, and like my first thing, I was actually gonna put it on Twitter, but I couldn't find the right wording to like you know put it out there and not get myself into potentially some trouble. So like, I mean, my my thoughts on it, man, is like I'm like first thoughts were okay. So like, Gruden and Mayock knew, right? Like, or there had to be some rumblings of some sort that like everything escalated the way it did i mean i don't know you don't know what was going on inside but like part of me because of all the mystery behind it is almost wondering if there was some something that got leaked through right and mayock heard it and and gruden and him couldn't have that and you know the the helmet thing is one issue but the others aren't so i don't know man they're talk about a fucking movie though right like this has been a wild last eight months for antonio brown to say the least yeah, it's been super hectic. You know, the reports came out saying that he purposely was trying to get himself out of Oakland to get that new contract elsewhere. He gets the contract in New England. Everyone's excited for him. First off, the Patriots look unstoppable in that Sunday night game against the Steelers. It looks like the Steelers are really missing Antonio Brown and then New England gets him. So the fact is he's going to become they're going to become even more of an unstoppable force. And then this happens. So the question is, does Antonio Brown ever step foot on the field as a Patriot? I mean, I think we'll have a so the Patriots of of, of all people kind of shockingly uh, tend to let these things, I feel like, play out before they'll make like a, you know, jump to a suspension. And I feel like um, they get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in that regard, be it for better or worse, just because the reputation is that they're pretty good with keeping guys straight. So in especially credit to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on that one. But yeah, I mean, I think he might for a couple of weeks. We'll have to see how this investigation rolls out. We don't know where things are going to go. I mean, Tyreek Hill's playing was playing week one before injury karma gods got him. So, I mean. You know, it's it's definitely possible, right? And I guess we don't know until everything comes out, and I don't think the Patriots are going to make a move until everything comes out on this. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the injury plague, and I want to shift things real quick before we get into strictly all NFL. Also breaking news tonight, Christian Yelich broke his right kneecap, and he is out for the rest of the year. Bro, my jaw dropped. I was at the gym when that happened. Dropped. I was just looking around. I was like, anybody else, like, get this alert? Nobody at the gym did. But I, I was I can't believe it, man. It's some wild. That's wild, dude. That must, I mean, that sucks for Yelich, the Brewers and honestly, just baseball that that happened. Yeah, I, felt like, I think it's a done deal now that the Cardinals are going to win that division. It's it's looking like it, man. Wherever the fuck Matt's bitch ass is, is fucking rolling in it right now. But yeah, I mean, Matt's also, Matt's also been uh, complaining about uh our bet that we made because we have to get him season opening uh, hockey tickets and they're super expensive and neither of us have the cash to fund them out right now. 
So he's pretty mad about that. Um, L- lesson learned, kids. Don't dig yourself into a hole and, ca- and write a check you can't cash. <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going to end up having to get him tickets to another game that's going to be, you know, a lot cheaper. Thank God for us. But we did promise him opening uh, night tickets, and I don't think that's going to happen. But I'll I'm- put it on the table right now for Matt because Matt, Matt, Matt can uh, address me. I, I think we can we can put the offer out as to, like, hey, because we're broke boys, we can either do, like, some nosebleeds, but we'll hook you up on opening night, or, like, we'll get you game two or three, but, like, we'll get you some, like, nice, uh, you know, visible seats. So we'll, we'll, well yeah, have- I mean, even nosebleeds are, like, $300 each. <sighs> you alone, think, man. I didn't think anything in St. Louis was that popular. I guess when there's nothing to do, though. That's all you got. Yeah, it's a boring town, man. <laughs> Gonna have to figure something out whether or not we're selling uh, our bodies or what. But is that Cole Hamels that said that? Yeah, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but oh no, that was Chris Bryant. That was Chris okay, Bryant. Okay, it was Chris Bryant who's just like straight up was like, yeah, it's just a fucking shitty town. <laughs> and the Cubs, the Cubs are actually kind of screwed right now. You know, Javi's out for the rest of the uh, regular season. Aston Russell just got hit in the face by a pitch a couple days ago, and Chris Bryant has been having problems too and Craig Kimbrell's still on the IL so it's it's just looking more and more like the Cardinals are going to take that division and the Cubs may not even make the postseason but baseball season's winding down NFL's in full effect can we just jump right into how awful the fucking Bears looked oh we're gonna go there first huh we have to man yeah man uh, I watched the game with a bunch of Packers fans too. And like, don't get me wrong. Like it wasn't one of those games where like they could rip on you the whole time because honestly, both teams played absolutely terrible until like, you know, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, they all played, they, they both played pretty terrible and it was honestly, um, I hate to call like a game where there was really good defense, a terrible game, but like that was easily, in my opinion, the most boring game of the NFL. Well, not boring, but the the most unentertaining game of the NFL slate. Because I think all the other games, even the blowouts, had good storylines in them. So, yeah, like, I mean, both both teams defensively, they looked very good. They looked very sound, very fundamental. It just hurts when Adrian Amos is the one that kills it at the end. It was a bad throw, too. Like, it was just a bad what pass. What was he throwing? Where was he but throwing? It looked like he had a corner route, but, like, he just... I don't know, man. Like, Mitch just... Sometimes those reads, man, that he makes, just they don't make sense. Like, they just don't. Like So, he, so we took Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Just let that sink in. I don't want to... See, I don't like the Mahomes thing, though, because a lot of people were low on Patrick Mahomes. Only Andy Reid really saw what he is now. And and if Patrick Mahomes doesn't pan out, then everyone's looking at Andy Reid like, you know, you wasted a 10th overall pick when we had a decent quarterback on Mahomes. Deshaun Watson's a different story. That was someone that was there. He was going to be there. The Bears could have taken him. There were a lot of rumblings about people wanting to take him, and it just didn't work. And could you imagine Deshaun Watson and Nagy's system? I hate to, like, you know, speculate and play like what ifs but like that would be that'd be pretty sweet so so what do we need to see from mitchell trubisky as bears fans before we start getting the jay cutler vibe well so mitch is really good with his feet right like that that's one of his strengths he, he can scramble he's good at making plays he's good at doing the big ben russell wilson getting out of trouble and making something happen with his feet and then being able to throw downfield or run that's he's a crazy athlete 
I think the big issue with Mitch is that honestly, his reads and just like some of the maturity aspects, which I guess is a promising thing in some regards, like the accuracy and the the decision making is just weird sometimes. Like that's, and I think that needs to be like a consistent high level skill to be a successful quarterback, especially when your legs start to go out as you get older. So my, my other question is, is it entirely Trubisky's fault or is it Nagy's fault that he didn't really play at all in the preseason to kind of get the rust off and warm up? I mean, I think there was a lot of that with, um, I think there was a lot of that with the offense in the first half. Like, I think there was a very, like the offense looked sluggish and slow and not ready to play. And I definitely think it shows. I mean, as for Trubisky, maybe, you know, you have a third year quarterback. He's, you know, he's got some things to work on, put him in, in a low pressure situation, let him kind of, you know, think things out. I don't know. But, you know, if Nagy's philosophy is don't play him in the preseason, then don't play him in the preseason. So, I mean, yeah, the offense looked very slow. Uh, Trubisky threw the ball 45 times. Tariq Cohen didn't get a single carry. David Montgomery only got four touches. And the only player that looked like he was ready to show up was Allen Robinson. And it was the first time we actually used him besides the playoff game last year in three years that we've had him. So, yeah. I also, man, I think Trey Burton being out was a very low key. Like that was one of my takeaways is like Trey Burton being out is uh is a bigger deal, I think, than we think. And Adam Shaheen is the biggest waste of a second round pick I've ever seen. Hypothetical here. Sure. The star of Hard Knocks is a free agent, I believe. Talking to Luke Wilson. Come to Chicago. Bring bring in Luke Wilson. Hey man. He's not he's a big fan of bridges. We don't have bridges. We only have tall buildings. So like maybe he can look at the, the Willis Tower and be like, now that's a fucking building right there. <laughs> but we got some bridges, you know, that open up over the Chicago oh, that, River. That's true. I don't know that's... If he's ever seen some of those. Yeah, but he's just gonna be saying it the whole way. He's gonna be like, That's a bridge. He's like, There's another bridge. There's a third <laughs> bridge. You see that bridge over Ohio though? That's a fucking beauty. <laughs> so, so the Bears lose the series, the season opener against the Packers. Their next game, they travel to take on our good friend Joseph Jones and the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos lost to the Oakland Raiders on Monday Night Football, and you know that offense looked okay. The Raiders looked good. Should we be concerned with Denver? Do you think the Bears bounce back and go one and one after the Denver game? I'm worried, man, because they're. I think they're going to Denver. Yeah, they are. I think they. Okay, so in Denver, against your defensive coordinator who knows your offense really well, and your offense isn't playing well, and they have a really talented defense. That's my fear right now. Now, Joe Flacco is going to probably throw for three picks or four picks, and like I think the defense starts getting turnovers, so that's big. But yeah, man, it's. I think we'll be okay. Right. I, I don't want to jump on the on the, the panic button already. I think we have time. What is the over under for sacks, Von Miller? One and a half. Well, I mean, Charles Leno's playing left tackle and Charles Leno is one of the better left tackles in the league. So uh, we obviously I'm going to give him zero. No, I, I think Von Miller gets go one and a half. How, you know, the big another big takeaway, I'm glad you brought that up with the Packers game. Leonard Floyd looked very good. He had like two and a half sacks. Leonard Floyd's picking it up, man. 
And I think he's that defensive line is loaded. Like they're crazy. Akeem Hicks loaded. Was it um Willie Robertson? Oh my god, why well, can't I think of his name? And Roquan uh, Smith looked very good. Yeah. Roquan I mean Roquan, you know, uh, Leonard Floyd. Mac was kind of quiet, which was uh shocking, but at the same time, like he's going up against arguably one of the most stout left tackles in the NFL in Bakhtiari. So I'm not going to, you know, Cleo Mack having a bad game against like an all pro tackle is not anything that like raises red flags for me. People are like, oh, he's not showing up. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, he's getting chipped and he's on the best left tackle in the league. Like just bodying that guy up is like a big deal. And honestly, if you're drawing more than one blocker against that guy, like that's a that's a win. So, you know, what alarms me, I think, and I'm interested to hear your takes on it, is I'm way more scared as a Bears fan if the defense looks good and the offense looks bad and the Packers offense doesn't look great, but their defense looks really good. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel that way too? I, I get what you're saying. I do. But then I think back to 2006 where our defense was incredible and we had Rex Grossman and Kyle Lorton at the helm and our offense really wasn't that good. I mean, we had Musa Muhammad and Cedric Benson and players like that. You know, we still made it to a step. Big rip, Cedric Benson. Yeah, rest in peace, Cedric Benson. But, I mean, I'm not as worried because defense ultimately wins championships, and the Bears do have the best defense in the NFL. So Yeah, I'm not saying for their own sake. I'm just saying, like, I trust – like, if I'm a Packers fan right now, right, seeing the offense not play great doesn't mean a thing to me. Right. It's Matt LaFleur's very first game. It's Aaron Rodgers and him trying to get some timing. Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. He'll get those guys going. But your defense was the concern last year and the defense came out and showed up. So, like, assuming that your offense catches up, like as a Packers fan, I'm feeling pretty good. Whereas the Bears, our strength was our strength and our weakness was still our weakness, which to me is kind of scary because you don't know if that means anything. Okay, you're stopping me. You know, our weakness Really wasn't our weakness because Eddie Panero made a field goal. He got a huge standing O too when he hit that field goal. It was it was hilarious. It was I, I, it's like I felt that every single Bears fan just went like the sigh of relief. You know, we got that, kicker that can kick. God forbid, man. He just can't hit a post. Like he can miss kicks, just don't hit the post. Like. If he hits, if he hits a crossbar, people are gonna riot. But if he misses, people, I don't think people will care. <laughs> yeah, I feel the exact same way. Okay, let, let, let me uh, let me let me spin it on you here. I'm asking you the question: What were your big storylines for the week? Like, you got any winners? You got any losers? You got any players that were kind of like stood out to you? Anything that kind of was you know like uh, of interest? Yeah, the winner, my winner for. Well, a, a couple winners. My first winner, Austin Eckler. I think he really filled the Melvin Gordon role to more standards than people thought. And he was great in fantasy. He looks good on the field. He's got to stay healthy. And the Chargers look good with him. So that was one of my winners. Um, my next big storyline has to be the Miami Dolphins. They basically asked to be traded after they get a utter ass whooping from yeah. Lamar Jackson, who throws five touchdowns. And lastly, my biggest loser has to be the Jaguars. They lose Nick Foles first game. 
and they trade for Josh Dobbs or I think Josh that's Dobbs. his name. Yeah, Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs from the Pittsburgh Steelers. When yeah, uh, former former Tennessee a- volunteer, super stud at Tennessee. I love Josh Dobbs at Tennessee. I will say. So, I think those have to be my losers and the Kansas City Chiefs. You lose Tyree Kill out to injury, but Sammy Watkins looks like he can fill those shoes. So I think that is also, you know, a, not a loser, but not a winner. It's just another storyline. And I want to go another big storyline. The Giant, Eli Manning did not look that bad against the Dallas Cowboys. He really didn't look that bad. But when it all comes down to it, besides Saquon Barkley, you really have nobody in that offense until Golden Tate comes back. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I agree for, in, from the angle that, like, for what they have at receiver, Eli played pretty well. And, I mean, people will point to, like, last year he really didn't play as terrible as I think everyone made it out to be. But I think that offensive line is, like, just, you know, they were human turnstiles last year, and it looks like they're a tad bit better, and they were going against a good defense in Dallas. So, I mean, yeah, I think the Giants hanging in there is, at least if you're a Giants fan, right, a positive sign. And before I ask you the same question, are the Tennessee Titans underrated? No, no, no. I don't think they're underrated. Because I think the Lady Walker finally showed up again. I think, I think they're not underrated just because I think we've been waiting for them to take the step into the spotlight for a while, and I think we're starting to see that happen now. I I'm still not crazy high on Marcus Mariota as a quarterback, but. I think that team around him is damn good. And Derrick Henry being raised from the dead midseason last year is also like a deadly weapon if he can keep it going. So, and the defense looked insane. Yeah, the defense looked very good. So I'm going to turn it to you now, your winners, losers, storylines. All right. I'm going to go with winners. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. So you mentioned it. Um, Specifically, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I, I I put it on Twitter. If you watch that game, which I was unfortunately stuck with, um, Lamar Jackson was throwing darts. Like, in that first quarter, he was throwing darts. Now, the Dolphins secondary looked like a bunch of high schoolers out there. But he was, he was throwing. He had some crazy good throws. And he kind of stuck it really in the face of people all offseason saying he's just a running back, not a passer. And you can't win with that. He kind of went out and said, fine, you guys want me to throw the ball, throw the ball. You know, so I think the Ravens were insane. And I don't think that's going to stop, even though they played against a really shitty team. Losers. um, Pittsburgh, probably. Like, just got absolutely whooped in the first game post AB. I mean, you know, just just smacked. Um uh, you know, the Patriots pretty much doing whatever they wanted with them. The offense had nothing going. You know, it was mentioned before, but, you know, Big Ben is at that age where, like, he could just spontaneously fall off, and he really didn't look very good out there. James Conner didn't do a whole bunch. I mean, you know, it's it's alarming. It's definitely alarming. And um, side loser, I'm going to also go with the Jaguars. Like you said, the defense that was supposed to be hyped up just got absolutely torched by Patrick Mahomes, although, like, that's not something to necessarily be, like, you know, hang your hat on a ton. And the biggest storyline, I got one for you, like a headline grab. I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, okay, go ahead. What were you going to think? What were you thinking? That we got to see the first tie of the season week one. 
No, but I almost had the Lions on my losers list because they were up a ton going into the fourth quarter. And the Cardinals completely marched their way back on them. And that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, you know, I called it before the start of the season. First off, I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be all that. But I I do mean Larry Fitzgerald are going to be money together. Yeah, dude, Kyler's like was like seven for 25 for like 80 yards at one point. Like that's trash. Like he, he was trash for like the whole three quarters, like first three quarters of that game. And admittedly, I didn't see the fourth quarter, like the lines. So I don't want to pretend like I know how well he played. But yeah, uh, Lions are definitely on that, like kind of like losers of the week tier after that, because they were just up so much. Um, Let's see. I think the biggest storyline, though, that I was going to say was not the tie, although I do like that. No, it was Jameis Winston is on the fast track to losing his job in Tampa Bay was my headline of the week. Yeah, Mike Evans with only four catches for 17 yards. The 49ers defense with two pick sixes and three interceptions. One of them was Richard Sherman, though, and I was very happy to see that after the injury he suffered last year. I thought that was a nice welcome back. Speaking of uh, injuries, uh, Earl Thomas got a pick too uh, on the Ravens the other day. So talk about a uh, talk about spin zones for everybody from coming back, getting revenge. So those are some of the headlines and the storylines from week one. We broke everything down before we get into our week two picks. And now a word from our sponsors. Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new... Well, they're not new anymore. They're a current DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the draft process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around the list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 out of 20 prop bets plus two ICE picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. So you guys can choose your players. It's awesome. Go check them out. Thrive Fantasy. You know, each unique prop has an over and an under point value, and they now have NFL games. Go to Thrive Fantasy and enter our code SEC312 when you sign up to get an instant match on your first deposit up to $10. Guys, they're going to give you $10 if you go and sign up. If you are a sports fan and you love betting on games, go check them out. Thrive Fantasy, deposit money, enter our code SEC312. That's S as in sector, E as in elephant, C as in cat, 312. And they're going to give you 10 bucks. You deposit 10, you get 10. NFL Week 1, over undervalues. It's awesome. Thrive Fantasy. So, week one of the NFL has come to an end. Let's you you want to break down week two? Let's go through the games. We'll choose our winners and losers. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, that that really stuck out from my uh, personal viewing experience on my couch because I did not move all day on Sunday. And yeah, I mean, uh, maybe 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 we should touch on a little Monday night. What, what you watch the Saints? Uh, do you watch a little Saints Texans? You know, I did watch a little Saints Texans while I was at the car dealership. Um, the Saints were marching in, but it looked like during the game they still were hung over from that referee call. And the Texans looked very good. But ultimately, Will Lutz with the 58-yard field goal to win it as time expired, I think that gave the Saints fans hope again. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees is still really good, was my takeaway from that. Drew Brees still has it. He's still got it, and it hasn't gone anywhere. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and um, Deshaun Watson, assuming they can stay healthy, is going to be a goddamn show, like a fireworks show all year, and I'm really excited to see that too. And Texans do look good, even post Jadavion Clowney. So that's something to keep an eye on. Okay, I forgot one thing I wanted to mention during our big storylines for this week. Welcome home to Sean Jackson. Oh, my God. Yes, that's a great point. I didn't even think of, dude, DJX back in back in Philly, man, just goes off to just absolutely lights it up. Yeah, I mean, Wentz looks good. The Eagles look good. They didn't use Jordan Howard really that much. Elshon Jeffrey can, you know, it's still Elshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz is still a top three tight end, but Carson Wentz looks healthy. And with Deshaun Jackson, that team's going to be good, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also on the list of, uh, of honorable mentions for uh, for winners of the week are Adrian Peterson, because he's going to be starting again. Old man, old man still got it. He was a healthy scratch, going to be in the starting lineup next week. Yeah, before we move on there, Darius Guse is just... Poor guy, dude. That I, poor dude. His knee just, is fucked. Yeah, his knees are maybe worse than Derrick Rose. I feel like it's just noodles at this point. Like, it's like two ramen noodles that are just, like, dangling there, holding that thing together. Adrian Peterson, though, he could rush for another 700 yards, man. He could have a good year. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to, yeah. I think we're going to see, yeah, I think we're going to see uh, Peterson step up. Did they ever get a ruling on the MRI with, um, oh my gosh, who, wow, why am I losing my, losing my train of thought? Um, somebody got in, oh, 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 Jesus, um, Joe Mixon. Joe yeah, Mixon. Mixon, yeah, that's yeah. sad for me, Joe, he's my did, fan. Have they, have they said anything about his uh, MRI, though? Because uh, they said they weren't sure about how bad it was. They said it's just a high ankle sprain, that he could be back for week two. Uh, that's a lie. It's a high ankle sprain. He's out two weeks. Either way, I swapped him for Austin Eckler. I put Austin Eckler in my starting spot. It's not a bad bench guy to have. We're going to go fantasy talk. <laughs> we'll go a little fantasy talk little later. Fucking Eckler, Eckler hurt me pretty bad. So oh, Okay, you wanna, we'll do it now. We got fantasy talk. I was playing against Sammy Watkins this week, and I still won. You know, I had Dak Prescott, who just went off with all of his weapons. Zeke, you know, he didn't look great. He didn't look like contract worthy, but, you know, Dak Prescott got the job done. Randall Cobb looked like he's going to be a very good addition to that team. I thought so, too. I like the Randall Cobb-Dak connection. That looked really good. Yeah. yeah it's very good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I yeah, I don't have any, like, interesting fantasy lines other than, like, Devonta Freeman had, like, a clunker of a week. But I think the whole Atlanta Falcons team just kind of had a, you know, a, a, I think they'd want to do over. They could do it again. You know, I'm I'm done on the Atlanta Falcons train. You know, I was huge on the Falcons growing up. I always liked Matt Ryan ever since he was at Boston College. And I was just a huge Matt Ryan guy. Julio Jones, I liked him, but he's the king of getting tackled at the one-yard line. He got a touchdown late in the game for no reason, just for stats at the end of the game. Devontae Freeman, I feel like they don't even use him. Mohamed Sanu, he's a good number two, but I feel like he's undervalued. And Austin Hooper, I, I don't even know if he's a top five tight end. Yeah, I mean, the defense, I don't know, man. I, I want to have faith in them just because, like, I feel like the team is too loaded with weapons to not be good. But for whatever reason, man, it just seems like they can never get it clicking. So... Yeah, the, the Atlanta Falcons look cold, and uh, I don't know if there's any signs of them putting it together. 
Yeah, I don't have any fantasy rants other than like um, playing against Patrick Mahomes and Eckler, and um, yeah, that was that was it. Patrick Mahomes and Al- and uh, Austin Eckler fucked me up. So let's get into the week two of the NFL season. First game up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night football. Out of everything, so that's coming up. I'm going to go with the underdog here. I'm going to say that Jameis gets the job done. I think Mike Evans is going to have seven receptions for 109 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so I got the Bucks over the Panthers. Okay. I'm going to go with Panthers over the Bucks, And I know they're minus five, so I would still take the Panthers with that line. I think Jameis is going to be trash this year. Next, we got the Cardinals and the Ravens. I'm going to say the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Chargers Lions. I'm going to say the Chargers get it done. Is it in Detroit? Yes. I got Detroit in it. Uh, how do I know if it's in Detroit? Yeah, it is in Detroit. You said you got Detroit? Okay. Colts and Titans. I'm going to say the Titans at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans too. Here's an interesting game. We got the Niners and the Bengals in Cincinnati. If Joe Mixon plays, I'm going to take the Bengals. Bro, even without Joe Mixon, though, I think the Bengals are solid. Like yeah, AJ Green is still hurt. So? Dude, John Ross and Tyler Boyd are going to be, like, amazing. I have a feeling that, like, they're going to very, very quickly uh, show that they're the real deal. So you're taking the Bengals as well? Yeah, I think the Bengals are good. Jaguars, Texans, I'm taking Texans at home. Yeah. I really okay. One thing I want to say though, as you're bringing this up, because now I'm thinking all the teams, dude. I'm so excited for the Gunner Minshew show. Like, I want that. I want him to be good so bad. Like, all I'm cheering for in my head is like Nick Foles gets hurt and you put in this fuck with his mustache. I don't know if he still has it, but when he had it at Washington State, and like he went straight down the field against the Chiefs, dude. I love it. I want the Gunner Minshew show to roll on. So, I kind of want the Jaguars, but I don't think they're gonna win. Vikings at Green Bay. I'm going to take Minnesota. Dalvin Cook looked good. Minnesota. Fuck. Yeah. No. Actually, give me the Packers. Go Pack Go. Cowboys and the R-Words. The Rare Ad Skins. I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take the boys. Yep, take the boys. Seahawks and Steelers. I'm taking the Hawks. Is it in Pittsburgh? Yes. I think after getting whomped, Pittsburgh's going to have a better game. I think they're going to bounce back. Buffalo and New York, the Giants. I'm going to say that the Giants take down the Bills. Yeah, I'm gonna, I I think, yeah. Actually, no, fuck it. Go Josh Allen. Bills, Bills by six. I'm going to say that the Dolphins beat the Patriots in the biggest upset of the year. Well, the Dolphins always beat the Patriots, though. Like, it's like a weird, like, I don't get why, but I think the Patriots are going to win that one. <laughs> I think this Dolphins team is like a fucking burning wagon. Now, here we have a very interesting game. The Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm going to take Oakland in the upset. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think I think the, the Raiders magic is going to run out. Saints and Rams. I'm taking New Orleans in the rematch. 
I have another wacky penalty, but I think the Rams are going to win. I see another weird thing happening in that game, though. Then we move into Denver, the Bears, and the Broncos. I got it. I can. I I have to take Chicago because they need to win. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't not take Chicago. Like, are you kidding me? Go Bears, go. Eagles and Falcons. This no. is going to be a good, interesting game, but I think the Eagles are a better team. Yeah, I think we're going to get a close game, and I think the Falcons are definitely going to play a lot better. But I, I think I think Philly's got it. I agree with you. The Monday night game is Cleveland and the Jets. Ew. Yeah, I think Cleveland puts it together a little bit. Yeah, I, I think Le'Veon has a big night, man. I like it. Okay, going with the Jets. So those are our week two predictions. The NFL season's in full effect. I can't wait for Thursday Night Football Fantasy. It's awesome. Let's get into some segments here before we end out the show. Let's just do it right back since you're here. It's the B-G-O-T-W. It is the ball guy of the week. I have the ball guy of the week, and you might like it, you might not. It's Michael Jordan. What was... Okay, go ahead. Michael Jordan, you know, donating a million dollars to the hurricane relief, Dorian, wiping out the Bahamas. That man really cares. Is Michael Jordan on like the 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 I don't want to I guess the the mountaintop of bald people? I feel like he's got to be up there. The mountaintop of bald people. Yeah, uh, starting five bald people. I feel like yeah. Michael Michael's got to be in someone's starting five. You know what? We we should save. We should save that because I I don't know. It's up there. It's going to be either Michael, Tyson, or Floyd. Bro, I got I got a whole list of famous bald people. If you uh, if you ever need you ever need a good set of starting five people, I got I got a whole bunch. You you want to do that then? You want to do the starting five bald people? Do you want to do it? Hey, let's run it. I, I right. had I had the other one lined up for the starting five worst rooms that we were gonna do. Let's let's um let's let's uh um. Let's, fast let's, let's throw a real old school. We'll fast money drill a uh, uh, the bald people, the starting five bald people. We'll actually do a starting five for rooms. Okay. Okay. Fast money. So we'll just we'll just go back and forth. We'll just uh, play a little like pong with it. Okay. You start. You said Michael Jordan. No, no. If I was gonna go with like, was well, this a personal thing or like a like a general thing? Just a just a general thing. All right, the, the well, the Rock is gonna be number one. I'm out, my Mount Rushmore of bald people. Okay, then I'll take Michael Jordan. All right, then um, it's probably gonna be uh, Jason Statham, followed okay. up shortly thereafter. Okay, I'm gonna take Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Shaq, Joe Rogan. Fuck, that's Dana White. If we're gonna go off of that, <laughs> this is in no particular order. This is just like rambling off, like. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel is not a peak bald person. You do not. You do not put that. He's the only person on the the earth that's a celebrity that's afraid of everything, dude. <laughs> Great, really representing for the bald community. Brian Urlacher before he got his hair, he looked way more intimidating. Oh my God, that's a good one. Um, my fifth one, Barry Bonds. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um. 
I want to go Charles Barkley because I already picked Shaq, but like Charles Barkley is really <laughs> close up there too. They're the most famous bald people. Um, wow, there's not a lot of bald people. Um, Bruce Willis. Uh Bruce Willis is a very good one. A very, very Samuel L. Jackson. Monks. <laughs> not not just a monk, but all monks. <laughs> monks. The whole community. Okay, Mr. Clean. Fuck, that's a good one. Oh man. Oh, Terry Crews. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good too. Oh my gosh. Um, Bill Murray. Oh, that's right. Well, Bill, oh, that's picking on Bill though, because like Bill's been letting it go. Like, he, oh, oh my God, what's wrong with me? SVP. Homer Simpson. Yeah. He's, yeah, that's that that is definitely well fuck if we're going cartoon if we're going TV characters then um Red Foreman. No, oh, Red's a good one. Red's a Red really Foreman good comes one. up on like a lot of these just because like there's a little bit of everything there. Um <laughs> man. I don't know if I have anything I right now. I was gonna say while well, we're running, we're out of bald people already. Yeah, I think we're running. Uh, now you know when I when I would do this damn segment, how fucking hard it was. Sometimes there's not a, we're a small but proud community. So <laughs> the Baldies. Wait, um, oh, Brad Coons. Oh. Coach Coons. Yeah, Coach Coons. I was gonna say Coach Coons. You're on. You can definitely be on that list. And you're with some handsome field, people. Uh, the Plainfield East Bengals got their first win of the year this year. Oh, hey, way to go, Coach Coons. There you go. Yep. So. That's all we got for bald people. I That's honestly, I don't think we could do three people's worth for that. <laughs> I don't think so either. You'd have to really start like digging for people. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton that we just like couldn't come up with, but definitely, I guess we forgot MJ. No, I said, I said, oh I yeah, said you said MJ and Floyd, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Kareem. Um, Dion before he got hair again. Yeah. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsors. Karaoke Adventure, do you want the best entertainment around? How about Karaoke Adventure? Karaoke Adventure provides the DJ, the karaoke for any occasion. If you're having the bald get-together with nothing but baldies, <laughs> and you want to do karaoke, birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, or a night with baldies, night with friends, Karaoke Adventure brings everything to you. The PA, the mics, the TV, the lighting. The lighting might get a, light, a little bit shiny with all those bald heads in the room to reflect off of, but everything for a singing good time. Over 30 years of experience. Contact Eric St. Michael's today, 773-732-6597. Go follow them on Facebook. You can see videos and more at Karaoke Adventure at Facebook.com today. Eric will be coming on the podcast at some point to elaborate on the Karaoke Adventure, but they are a proud sponsor of the podcast, Karaoke Adventure. Go check them out. So now it's time for a segment. Wait. So, sorry, the um, bald guy talk sparked, uh, uh, I guess I have a little mini story to share, and it'll be pretty funny, so I think it'll be worth it. So, I'm walking home from the bar on Thursday um, in my Bears jersey. I'm Khalil macked up. I'm, like, feeling pretty shitty because the Bears had just played, like, garbage. And I'm with, like, my friends who are both Packers fans. And we're walking down the street, and some Eagles fan like walked by and he goes, hey, go pack, go. And so they're like, yeah. And I, was, I looked at him and I was like, bro, I was like, you serious right now? Like, come on. And like he looks at me, he's like, oh, sorry, Coach Nagy. Tough game out there for you guys. And I was like, <laughs> bro, like like that, that like 
I was like, man, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go home now and I'm like burying myself for a little bit. So that's pretty funny. I was going to say it was a good one. So we'll see. Anyways, to the starting five. Uh, before we get to the starting five, it is a segment that has been created since you left. It is due to the meteorite that almost killed us all. It is the underappreciated thing of the week. <laughs> okay. So my underappreciated thing of the week this week has to be allergy pills. Seasonal allergies are in full effect. I'm feeling the works of them right now. All that shit is draining in the back of my throat. I feel terrible. But without allergy pills, all these people would be suffering nonstop. But I didn't take an allergy pill, so I'm suffering nonstop. So allergy pills are underappreciated. If you got allergies, don't be stubborn. Go take the allergy pills. You won't get sick in this fall season. Allergy pills. Underappreciated. Is, is this my turn? Yeah, this is your turn. God. I, I, am I supposed to go something sports related or not? No, anything. Anything Jesus. underappreciated. Okay. What is What has happened to you this week that you feel is highly underappreciated? If the asteroid came and wiped you out tomorrow... What is something that you didn't appreciate enough? There's a fine line here between completely comical and like way too heavy. So, um, it's like Dave Chappelle humor. Yeah. <laughs> and something going one way or the other. He would have to be on the all time ball guys too. That's also, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Completely up there. 100%. Um, <sighs> man, I'm going to go streaming or like just like the ability that we now have to access like like when I'm watching football and I know this is like kind of how about the fight? What did you stream the Khabib fight? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I I streamed it. Yeah. Streaming is a very good underappreciated thing. Well, I think like it's even just the fact that like I can watch upwards of 70, 80 college football games on Saturday, like any of 80 upwards of 80 college football games along with like all of the NFL games if I really want to. And that is a beautiful thing. And going back to the days where you can imagine only getting like two teams every, like every week for the year, that sounds miserable. Like I couldn't watch the Cowboys play. Like, of course you become their fan because you have nothing else to deal with. So like big ups to, to streaming. That's my underappreciated thing of the week. And that's the underappreciated thing of the week. It's been a successful segment so far. All right. Matt's kind of slacked on it, but he's had <laughs> good ones. Uh, now it's time for our last segment of the evening of this week's show. It is our starting five in honor of 2K being released this week. The basketball season feels like it's coming back. It's approaching soon. So we're going to whip out a starting five for you guys this week. It is the starting five worst rooms. So you do the honors. You want to flip the coin or you want to call it? Uh, I'll call it. You want heads or tails? Give me tails. Flip a coin. It's tails. The magic's back, baby. Okay, so before we start this, what do you mean by rooms? I didn't want to spoil it until you, like, house rooms or, like, any room? Any room in the world. Okay. The worst, if you're walking in that room, you're just like, oh, fuck. Okay, sounds good. You want right. to go first or second? Oh, I, I, oh, I'm ready to go first. All right, whip it out. Number one is a courtroom. 
Oh, that wasn't even on my list. The last, the last place, especially if like you, if you're being told to be there, like the last place you want to be is a courtroom. Okay, but it my, never ends well. My first one, I'm gonna say the DMV. Yep, yep, that is again government buildings. There's a common theme here, and I feel like there'll probably be a lot of that. Can I just go Supreme Court building for number two? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, you're back to back. Forgot. Oh, I am back to back. All right. I'll stick it to the the federal. I'll go with a jail cell for my second worst room. Yep. So kind of kind of the the older angrier brother of the courtroom, but but there. Um, unless you're Jeffrey Epstein, then you just don't spend any time in there. Period. Um. Okay. Let's see. Oh, man. Any sort of waiting room, like. Any like, but I'm particularly thinking at like, obviously the DMV is technically a waiting room, but like I'm thinking like, um, the waiting room at like a hospital or like when you're at the doctor's office and like doctor's office waiting room, let's go with that because there's to, to refine it down. There's crying children. There's like slobbery kids. There's like gross adults who like can't keep them. It's just a disgusting place, especially when you're not that sick or you're not like sick, sick. It's such a gross place. You're just like, I fucking hate every second in here. And then they have terrible magazines. It's the 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 hospital or any doctor's office slash hospital waiting room sucks. Yeah, that was on my list. Yeah. Um, okay, number three. Let's see. Any room that your ex is in. Oh, okay. So we'll go outside the box there. It's not the room itself, but the person within the room that defines the room if we want to get philosophical. Okay, I like that. I so, like that. any room your ex is in is, like, the worst room. So, my third one, I'm going to have to go with a porta potty That room is the worst, especially when you really got to go and you feel like it's going to be a heavy one and it's just shooting out. And if it splashes up from below, it's just the worst, okay? So, a porta potty has got to be my third worst room. Honorable mention tangential to that is the stadium restroom. Yeah, yeah, I get it's yeah. the equivalent. Yeah, especially if you're at Wrigley and it's a trough. So yeah, exactly. My fourth one, I am going to say the Africa House at the zoo with all the flying bats that fly above your head. I think that's one of the worst rooms ever. Dude, it just smells terrible. It yeah, it smells terrible. awful. It's terrible. So that's got to be my number four. All right. Hmm. Um, I really hope you don't take my last one for these last two because I have a really good one for number five. Uh, let's see. The dungeon. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> want to find yourself in a dungeon. <laughs> like, I, I think, like, I think, is dungeon too close to jail, to jail cell? No, no, that's okay. completely different because that's like the torture chamber. Yeah, right, right. I didn't want to call it a torture chamber, so let's call it a dungeon. So, or like, yeah, never mind. You like stumble into a BDM, a BDSM room by accident, and you realize you got yourself in a little too deep over something. Like, well, can't back out now. Guess I'm gonna get hot wax dripped on my balls. <laughs> Sex dungeon. That's the that's the refined answer. <laughs> you got oh, I'm up again, aren't I? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
See, I like all these conditional ones, and I don't want to pick conditional ones. Um, oh, God. Room service. <laughs> what? Is that the worst types of room? Room service. Worst rooms, room service. It takes forever, it's expensive, and the food is always way less than what you expect. <laughs> Room service. I had to get an outside the box one in there somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, that <laughs> it's good to have you back. I know, right? I, yeah. <laughs> Dude, fuck room service. This is the biggest sham. Like everyone hypes it up when you're a little kid, and it's not even good. <laughs> okay, so for my number five, I'm glad you didn't take it. Worst rooms to end on my list. Baggage claim. Okay, I have a really good honorable mention off of that, so like I'll let you wait, but like anything in the airport could technically apply to that. So baggage claim is awful because everyone sits there, everyone's luggage looks the same, and you're going around and you're picking up other people's luggage and you're looking at the tag until it's not yours, and then you're getting pissed and you look at the screen and you say you see that your flight's luggage got delayed, so it's gonna be like another hour before it gets there and your ride's waiting outside. So What about um would you you ever see the video of the poor fat dude that got shoved on the the like conveyor belt and he couldn't get up and he's like was stuck on it and I was like, Oh no, bro. I was like, Roll off, man, roll off. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. He like he kept trying to get up, and I was like, "Oh no, bro, this man can't get up." <laughs> okay, what's okay, your last bench one? Players, bench players. What do you got for the oh, bench players? Oh, okay, let's do last one. Okay, um, the room that they take you into TSA when you set off the alarm or you get <laughs> random search, like that was my tangential one. I don't know what if they have a name for it, but like, yeah, that is a very good. Uh, the drunk tank. Yeah, the drunk tank for sure. The back of a so cop. That's car. kind of a jail cell. But... Back of a cop car. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bad room, bad room. We we know some mutual friends who can attest to that one. <laughs> um, um, ballrooms, fucking worst. I hate dancing. <laughs> How about the delivery room? Because that's when reality hits in. You, you, uh, so are you, would, would you like watch your kid get born? I, like, I don't know. no, I'm not saying in the room, I'm saying like you're behind the doctor, like physically watching this kid squirt out of your like wife or like girlfriend. <laughs> um, I think I would kind of have to, right? You would but, watch? Oh, no, dude. I'm not watching. I'm, like, going to hold hands. I'm going to, like, be there for support. I'm going to be like, hey, like, you're doing great. I'm going to get my hand cracked because, like, you know, birth is a bitch and it sounds miserable and I don't ever want to deal with it. But, like, I ain't, I ain't going behind that curtain that they hold up. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm okay right here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I want to actually witness. I, I've seen the miracle of life. I, what we all were in middle school health class, if you're from Illinois. You were high school health class. We all know. <laughs> We've all seen that hairy never mind. I'm not gonna go there. But we all know. If you if you if you're a real one at least. Yeah, I, I saw the video. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That yeah, yeah, you it's know seventies, like yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, it's from the seventies, exactly. To take with that what you will. So 
Let's do see. I have any other worst rooms for my bench? Oh God. Maybe any how any room in Michael uh, Jackson's house? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Neverland Ranch is the <laughs> entire is just a bad room. How about Hefner's room? It just reeks of old people and sex. Yeah, I never understood that. I just, I still don't. Like, I just, I just don't get it. Hugh, I don't get what he was doing, but. Um, um, the enemy, the Amityville Horror House. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of worse rooms. Oh God! Oh, an insane hell. asylum. Yeah, an insane asylum. That'd be uh. That's a bad that'd... one. Real bad one. Um. Oh, what about um? So this was my conditional one. What about like the gym when it's really packed? Exactly, that's like, the worst room. That's the worst room. How about, how about the middle seat on an airplane with two fat people to the left and the right of you? That's you got no room. That's just a bad situation, but yeah, I mean, airplanes period are kind of terrible rooms. What about <laughs> what about like any laundry room, like? Yeah. In, in terms of the house, the laundry room and like the or like the fan or like the the not de- family room, but like the den. That's the fucking worst room, too. Yeah. It's like, like why sit there? Yeah. There's like no TV. There's no nothing in there. It's just like couches put in like another spot in your house. And it's like and what nobody, I have to be. Nobody's ever allowed to sit on those couches. Like, and what am I like supposed to like sit? At. I'm like, what am I supposed to sit here and talk to people? Like, I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> fucking, college football's on. Put that shit on. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple more before we end out the show. Oh man, <coughs> worst rooms. Uh, yeah, no, I did. I think that's. I think that's it, man. I think that's all I got. I mean, there's a ton of bad rooms, but like, like those that come to mind, I think have been got. I mean, I was gonna say classroom, like especially if you don't want to be there. Like that's a shitty like room. Tension? Yeah, or like even just a classroom period. Like if you really don't want to be there, it's a shitty place. You're like it's essentially becomes a jail cell. So, how about a college dorm room? I like college dorm rooms though. Like I like yeah. You have the double bunk beds. Yeah, that's well. Oh, we didn't have double. I lofted my bed. Classic. So college, but um, I lofted my bed. But I didn't have bunks, but yeah, college dorms were. We're interesting. You ever try to get someone up in that loft with you? It was the fucking worst. Yeah. It's like trying to fit like even if you're like a not a normal size dude, like I'm a wider dude and you're like a taller dude. So like and like a pretty wide dude. So like that also doesn't help. No. But like even if you're normal size or like skinny, like that shit's like trying to cram two sardines on like a fucking, I don't know, a matchbox. So, yeah, but uh, that was a very good starting five worst rooms. <laughs> I'm gonna say that was good. I I liked it, man. When when you said it, I was like, okay, there's a lot we can go from this. Yeah, the worst rooms. Uh, so Mill Dog, oh, it was elevator. Yeah, that's a terrible room. Elevators Especially are fucking shit. Especially if somebody farts and there's no elevator music, that could be very depressing. So Miller, it was great to have you back to talk NFL Week Two. Uh, section 312 it's in full effect we had we were off last week like I said due to illness and some technological uh, some technical difficulties uh, this weekend actually we are cooking up something special for you guys we are going to be live at 
the celebrity charity all-star softball game in Rosemont with Jim Annixter, the pink hat guy, possibly Fergie Jenkins, Ozzy Gian, Ryan Dempster, Kyle Farnsworth, Cliff Floyd, Lance Briggs. They're the works. Go check out the full roster list. We're going to try and get a bunch of interviews for you guys. So we're going to go do that, plan some stuff out, hopefully get some interviews for you guys stacked up distributing them throughout the weeks like we normally do uh we are an affiliate of the midwest sports network go check them out mwsn.net where you can find our podcasts and other podcasts that have subscribed with them and partnered up with them go check out bricks and ivy sports again thrive fantasy karaoke adventure our proud sponsors go follow us on twitter o section 312 facebook section 312 official and instagram official section 312 where we post our pictures of our interviewees who come on and sit in section 312 also go check out our website section 312.com where we have merchandise available for purchase right now go check it out things have been flying off the virtual shelves we talk about it every week fall season's around the corner we have some great hoodies go check them out different colors white blue black like a navy all different kinds section 312.com slash store or just go to section 312.com and scroll down the tabs and click on store we have some coupons available once you click check out you should get a discount go check it out section 312.com and we will catch you guys next week when we will have jim annixter the pink hat guy sitting in section 312